Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Daily Beans, Alison Gill, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you guys? It's great, great to see you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Eric Garland, how are you tonight? Uh, always an adventure. Always, always <laughs> is, it always is. Uh, and Lincoln's Bible, how are you? I'm here, I am here. Last week on the Friday show, we talked about how serious the uh, USPS uh, crisis was, how Louis DeJoy was really uh, ramping up uh, what could be a real challenge to the the authenticity and the integrity of the elections. Over the weekend, I spent a lot of time just digging in into what uh, Louis is all about, and I am blown away by this man's business history, um, the company he worked for, because it just seems like it's a it's a massive confluence of criminality. The company is called XPO Logistics, and they deliver to 99.9% of US zip codes and have a global network that includes many locations in China, Europe, and even Moscow. In other words, they ship a lot of Chinese goods to American doorsteps. Louis DeJoy has been the Postmaster General of the United States since May. He was the former chief executive of one of the subsidiaries at XPO Logistics. Last week, it was revealed that DeJoy ran a scheme inside the company in order to build up his Republican fundraising credentials. He told his employers that if they donated money to the Republican Party or to a GOP candidate, he would reimburse them when they got their bonuses, simply giving them bigger bonuses. It's a scheme that appears to be criminal. It's called straw donations, right? You're, you're taking donations uh, from, from people, reimbursing them using your company funds. That is a federal crime. Uh, but I mean, the federal statute of limitations might be up on this, but there is no statute of limitations in North Carolina on this. And the North Carolina Attorney General could and should bring charges. And it's investigating and it will likely bring charges. What does that mean for Louis to join now? Can he still function in that role while under investigation? Or is there a way to, to maneuver him out uh, because he's under investigation? Well, I think there was a story that just dropped that a member of Congress has asked for his suspension. Uh, do you guys have any follow-up on that? I think Garland, Garland does, yeah. Garland. Yeah, uh, Rep. Uh, Rep. Maloney uh, has has asked that he be suspended uh, while his uh, election crimes are under investigation, as well as uh, she insinuated that he's committed 18 U.S. Code 1001 false statements to uh, federal agents. Uh, and, and I would think that if uh, Richard Burr had to step down just as the chairman of the Senate Intel Committee for being investigated for potential. Um, you know, wonky stock sales after his uh, classified briefing on COVID, but right before the market crash. If that had to happen, I don't understand, or, uh, you know, I, I would be at a loss if, if this also didn't happen, just to have it be stepped down and removed. And how does that, do any of you know how that suspension would work? Is it something that would just uh, be voted on by Congress? Is it something does that have to be uh, an act of the executive branch? Mm. Uh, I think Tr Trump would have to do it, wouldn't he? Yeah. It, it seems like since it was Mnuchin who picked him and hired him, I mean, there's a board, so uh, it's a little vague of, of who actually will ask him to step down if 
Donald's determined to protect him. I, I don't know if there can, you know, he can, he can be indicted though. I mean, they can just, he can just well, be charged with some still crimes. Stay, it's still stay in office and still run the elections. That would be the, the fear. Uh, yeah. Um, his wife is also a particularly interesting character. She is going to be the new ambassador to Canada uh, if she's okay. confirmed. Um, she's nominated right now. Um, I, I didn't know this about them, but they donated about $737,000 to Duke University just to get their son into the university. Well, that's right. There's some varsity blues up in here, too. Yeah. It's the gift yeah. that keeps there, on giving. Isn't Felicity in jail right now for that? Exactly. <laughs> I think she's she out. I think she yeah, But maybe Lori's in there. And then oh. this incredible thing. Lori's in for two months or whatever. Do you yeah, think she joined the Latin Kings or Armenian Power? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, uh, oh, I can't even. I don't even want to speculate. I mean, I you know, if she's got. I yeah. mean, if she's got a Cardassian connection, let's assume the Ar Armenian power. I mean, that's a good California play. Well, there's a new there. gang, Suburban Housewives. Uh, the Karen. I think. Man, the Karens are nasty. That's true. <laughs> she's, she's a Karen. I don't think they will cut up. Uh, <laughs> cut your hat, too. It will cut your hair. You will get the haircut with the, the, the reverse mullet. It's a great haircut. You get you get a tiny Starbucks uh, logo right here <laughs> for every Karen you kill in prison. Oh, oh that's dark. Howard Schwartz. You don't know how close to home or Schultz, how close to home that is. When she was ambassador to Estonia, uh, she was under George yeah. Bush. She uh, raised two hundred thousand dollars for Bush, which is a decent amount of money yeah. for a campaign. At the same time, Louis DeJoy got fifty nine million dollars in federal contracts for his company back then. Uh, which was the predecessor to XPO. It was called New Breed. Um, it's a lot of additional contracts because your wife might be donating something to, to a, a campaign. And I don't think this has really come up in, in the investigation so far, but I don't know if they can go that far back, but it would certainly be interesting to see. Well, if you continue to crime, uh, you don't get to stop the clock on statute of limitations. I mean, if you remember when Manafort was charged he had tax crimes going back far more than five years because it was all connected to his you know his criming spree that continued and you know we had said trump you better stop criming january 20 or january 1st 2020 or if you don't win office again you're going to be even if you do you're going to be within that five-year statute of limitations so if these can be connected um and i don't know i don't know the inner machinations of that but that we might not see uh the, the clock start on the statute of limitations yeah. until he's he's done listen well, no, it's within five years anyhow so he's within he's within range so it's, it's the latest crime that counts not the first obviously. if you if you can if it's right arises from the same set of circumstances somehow i i those rules are tough for me to, to know the restraint that i I'm exhibiting right now. I'm trying to keep it very calm and clean. Um, it, it, this is a good bot. This guy. This guy is. Hey, let it go. Come on. Come through. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Fraud of the highest level. This company, XPO, is stacked with fraudsters and felons. The guy that is the CEO and founder of it, uh, and his he's got his little board going. You got a Ponzi schemer in there that was part of the Mark Spears cover up for the Mark Spears fuck seven hundred billion dollar oh, Ponzi yeah. scheme for a bunch of fucking mobsters. Yep. That's ah. who's in this. 
you start pulling apart this logistics, <laughs> Mr. Logistics, and, and, and this fucking guy, and you logistics. all you find are felons and criminals, and this XBO, if you get into that company, look how it's set up. It it's literally in the model of like an Enron. This thing is going to fall like a house of cards. It's really, really bad, everybody. It's This isn't even a, a little bit, oh, okay, maybe the guy came over from Bain Capital and done it. This isn't that. This is not that. These are gangsters. They're, they're Wall Street gangsters. They're in this logis- logistics company. And they're, they're, this got to joy, I believe, was brought in by Mnuchin in sort of the last act um, to cover for Donald in this long string of what uh, Republican operatives backed by the Koch brothers since the Koch, Charles Koch's agenda in 1976 of I'm, I've set my sights on destroying the U.S. Postal Service. Susan mm-hmm. Collins is in this. This is decades and decades and decades of them having the Postal Service in their sights as Republican operatives, bringing in the Goomba from the, in the, in the final hour of the Trump administration from the, as a Repu- this Republican straw donor extraordinaire who also happens to be a fraudster of the highest level, surrounded by felons who should all be in prison and have been convicted some of them before for massive frauds at the precipice of this company about to fall apart stick this guy in at the head of the fucking postal service right and have him do things like dropping mailbags off the back of trucks as if that isn't as mobbed up as it gets this is what's going on organized crime is still in there it's still in there it's got its hooks and these fucking republicans are using these operatives using these goombas and pulling them in and sticking them in this highest positions that they can and say now finish the destruction finish the destruction you fucking criminal because you'll probably go to jail anyway so let's go ahead and use you thank you for the million dollars to elizabeth dole's campaign back in 2002 go fuck yourself that's what's going on both sides right now are just using one another to try to ram this motherfucking orange beast through, across the finish line, so that they can get out of whatever their own cons and scams. <laughs> That's what's happening. Sorry. That's what and this yeah, is. And, and oh, it is. It's it's across agencies, too. I mean, you know, the Republicans have been trying to privatize every government agency under the sun since, you know, since the 70s. And we're going to see it here soon with the VA. I think they're moving uh, this secretary of the VA out. We'll see who they move in. Maybe, you know, I mean, I'm sure it'll be another guy who... Yeah, he yeah. talks just like DeJoy. And uh, because I, when he was testifying at Congress, yeah. I was like, this sounds like a hitman. He sounds like <laughs> he a hitman. He's a no neck And Trump has put the dingo in charge of the baby. And he does this throughout every single agency. And let's be clear what's going on here. We're talking about the future of democracy. It's not just uh, your average, uh, you know, little scheme that they're doing. They are actually talking about, you know, destroying American democracy. Because at the end of all of this, if they succeed. Um, you know, will be a very hard, op- right. possible for us to have another free and fair election. I got to show you some of the stuff that uh, a private uh, uh, a private analyst uh, firm did an analysis on these guys. And as I'm just trying to find the, is this the, the spruce stuff? Yes, yeah, the spruce stuff. Really yeah. interesting. Ooh. Ooh, so I mean, this is based on our forensic investigation. We believe XBO is executing an identical playbook to URI, uh, which is the previous company that was uh, Jacobs ran resulting in financial irregularities that conveniently cover 
growing financial strain and inability to complete additional acquisitions, yada, yada. But then it says, given um, its un unbearable and dubious financials, $4.7 billion in debt, um, that burden, and inability to generate sustaining free cash flow and dependency on external capital and asset sales, we have a worst case scenario, terminal price target of zero. Meaning- It's a scam. Like, it's, it's a scam. It's a scam. It's, it's a scam. It's junk bond stuff, yeah, yeah. They've been junk. driving up the stock price. And, and they basically don't have a business model. This is their uh, flyer over here. I don't know if you can see on the, uh, they have a truck there on the license plate, it says Ponzi. Um, so they're, they're not even being subtle about this at all. They're like, it's a Ponzi scheme, people. Um, it's like and, uh, Liv Parnas is naming this shit now, fraud right? Guarantee. Basically, fraud guarantee. Fraud guarantee. Oh, I can't with these fuckers. So this is serious. This is not like these guys are just arriving on the scene and just being a little no. bit, a bit dirty. They have been dirty for a long time. The whole thing is a That's giant right. scam, and they really are hoping to bring it down. There's a, um, you mentioned uh, Brad Jacobs, who's the, uh, CEO, yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's so Did smart. he just take standing lessons? <laughs> he's leaning on a he's leaning on a desk on a boardroom on a boardroom table, looking very Donald Trump. And I think, and so he ran these two companies before. That is red time. United Rentals and Terex, both of which were perpetuated frauds. Basically, the same analyst company says he associates with felons. Um, this yeah. particular company is, has similar accounting practices to those previous companies. And then there's the $700 million uh, Ponzi scheme that one of the directors has been Spears. involved in. Uh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable what's going on there. It's like a, it's a giant, giant scam. Um, yeah. And we have a problem because we can't let this guy, Louis DeJoy, uh, be in, in anywhere near the post office. Never mind, we should not let anyone from XPO be attached to the post office during the elections because they've got drivers driving mail back and forth, sorting out ballots. They could do anything they wanted to with those ballots as they're running through. They, they honest, are. They're dump. They're dumping mail behind. There's video of yeah. you know them dumping mail behind. They have a budget rental truck. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So I, is, it's like the Lucchese crime family has taken over the fucking USPS. I can't even tell you guys how mobbed up this shit is. It, it's mobbed. so. It's the trucking company dumping shit out the back in a in the dark of night into some garage. I, I, it's. Um, it's just a horror show. It's a horror show now. It is. It's a horror show. I'm beginning to think. I'm so pissed about that. I'm so pissed that our veterans aren't getting their meds. Why isn't everybody just pissed about this? I, I, I want to like, ooh, makes me angry. How, how is that Thank going? You. I know it's a bit of a side, but let's maybe stop here and talk to Allison because uh, yeah. you're a veteran um, and you want to get to the whole story of, of how you've uh, you know, transitioned your life now, but I'm really interested in how the post office is affecting the, the medicines getting to, to veterans. Well, I have a lot of friends who work uh, at the warehouses that distribute the medicines through the mail. If, you, if you're a veteran, you get your prescriptions through the mail. You don't generally get a prescription written for you and go fill it at a, at a pharmacy. Uh, that's how they distribute them. And there is a delay. Uh, they are having, uh, they're getting a backlog of the warehouse. They send out 40, 50,000 medications a day from just one of these um, and warehouses. And they, he, he's like, we have this, we have a really big backlog. I wasn't able to get my medications. I still haven't gotten it. It's been over a month. So um, I, so Just over a month, you haven't been able to get your medication. Mm -hmm. What happens if it's like an emergency? What happens if, um, you know, they don't fucking care. They're the mob. 
the one thing that you could do uh, is you could have your doctor write you a prescription and you like hand write you a prescription. You can go and pick it up from the VA hospital in the middle of a pandemic and then go to a pharmacy and have it filled and pay for it yourself out of your own pocket. Uh, but I, a lot of veterans aren't going to do that, especially ones who m might have mental health issues that prevent them from going out of the house or, or being in contact with anybody at the VA. So everything uh, he said last week in the Atlantic article has been just horrific. What he, the, the amount of torment he's putting the military under, it just seems like it's almost it's very intentional. It doesn't feel well, now he, now we know he views us as less than or we're suckers or losers because he can't understand a non-transactional giving of the self and expecting nothing in return. He doesn't doesn't compute uh, in his fucking brain. So he, he thinks we're all just giant pieces of shit, uh, idiot, suckers, losers. And, uh, and if it's anything to do so with the fact that he's so in favor of Russia. Like, is there something there that he's got? You know, is he, does he actually have your American soldiers? Is that as in particular? Is he? Is he American soldiers as the enemy because of his uh, um, you know, affinity for Putin? No, I think it was his upbringing. If you've read Mary Trump's yeah. book, he just he doesn't understand uh, non-transactional leadership or servant leadership. And I mean, you know, he he threatened to disinherit Tiffany if she joined the military. He he said Donnie better not join the John Donnie Jr. better not join the military. Um, uh, so I think it comes from uh, his childhood. Although I will say this recent thing that he said, where uh, you know, the 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 soldiers love me. It's the leadership at the Pentagon that I have a problem with. And that to me seems like that's coming that's from the Kremlin radical. because that is driving a wedge between military leadership, generals, top brass, Pentagon, and the boots on the ground. It's literally trying to, to disrupt the chain of command. Uh, it, like he's trying to divide the country or successfully dividing the country. Uh, I think that that uh, th that can't be his a bounty on the heads idea. of some of our soldiers in, in Afghanistan. There's a, uh, you know, it just feels like there's, there's mm -hmm. more than just this Trump thing that's going on yeah. um, with the military. There just seems a determined effort to demoralize the military to do everything. Well, he had like 15 calls with Putin in in from March through May. I'm sure one. I'm sure it's, it's on the on those. Uh, unless they were just not, uh, you know, they stopped taking notes on them or put them in that system, that code word classified system that nobody can see. It's 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 really uh, it's almost like he's an agent of a foreign power that's uh, trying to destroy us from within a little bit. Almost like that. Almost like that. Um, almost like. And I know, you know, Allison. I know you've got some big interviews coming up, but um, on, on your show, which is which I'm so excited about. Um, but the, you know, there was a, a Molly and, and Rick did an incredible pod with Peter Strzok. Uh, they dropped this morning and he went through the litany of it and he was like, no, I don't think it. And then as he went through the litany of the, of the, of the things Zev, that you were just listing out, um, he came back around and goes, you know what, maybe I, <laughs> I dismissed that a little too quickly, uh, that he doesn't know what he's doing, that Donald is somehow, that this is somehow out of the realm. I mean, if you go to Ivana and you go to Soviet era, Donald Trump going to Moscow and, and her upbringing and her father's there. Yeah, they, they have long been uh, laser focused on our military and our intelligence communities and did trying to put narrative out there that deteriorates at posi positions us as the bad guys, the evil occupying forces, as you know, our chain of command is being war profiteers and you know mongers. And this is this has been very important to our enemy for a long time to push that narrative. And I find it 
very, it flows out of Donald. He doesn't even have to think about it. It's in his bones. Okay. I think he got yeah. that from his Yeah. Well, you know, I ha I'm reading Strzok's book right now, Compromised. Uh, he's a fucking spy. Dot com. Um, and, <laughs> you know, he, it's just so subtle how he uh, he puts these things. Uh, every, uh, every, well, uh, Trump's pronouncements about Russia had become almost a bad counterintelligence joke. Instead of accepting the U.S. intelligence community judgments that Russia was engaged in active measures to undercut our election, he sowed doubt with a false narrative that perhaps an, an obese mystery man had hacked Democratic Party networks. Instead of I, his 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 humor is a little cutting here. Um, instead of acknowledging that Trump had business interests in Russia and that his fixers had been in the country's capital trying to negotiate a deal for Trump Tower Moscow, he denied having any ties to Russia. Every call to to Russia to hack Clinton's email, every speech praising WikiLeaks for releasing materials stolen by the Russians, every question about the U.S. commitment to the Like he was installed to destroy us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. He can't run away from that judgment because people just think he's he's ineffective or dumb or stupid. It's not dumb. It's not that. In exactly the way the Kremlin would love every fucking time. It's after okay, the first hundred times that he mirrors Putin exactly. You know, maybe a coincidence. We had Andy uh, Andy Laufer, and we were talking about, well, what are the chances that Roger Stone, who wasn't really in the campaign, in a six-week period, would call Steve Bannon 67 times, Rick Gates 63 times? And Andy Laufer just goes, well, they could just all be really good friends and be sharing They're super hot dudes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the other reason, the only other plausible reason. Yeah. It's, it's, it is shocking. Ready to swing. They actually do swing together, some of these. Stone, no. yeah. No. I mean, he looks... No. LB, Roger Stone is the old creepy dude that would hang out at the goth club <laughs> and like try to get you to come home with him and his five wives, you know, uh, yeah. wearing the steampunk oh. shit. And, oh, know. yeah. We fought those guys yeah. off. Yeah, he's got the tattoo and everything. The there was no stuff. You just girls. made us think about Steve Bannon. Yeah, that was LB. That was uh, that was not okay. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to think. You know, the positive side to be hard to get all of his polo shirts off. So <laughs> it's a whole reveal. It's a whole uh, It's a smell under there that's getting covered up. <laughs> everybody. Um, let's get back to um, XPO, and we'll do the rest in, in a bit. I'm really interested in. Uh, this chart here. So this is what we're looking at here. This is the same company, the same analyst, did this whole ride up and down of XBO shares and shows exactly where 
um, the company was able to to make money and and bail. They fired executives at certain times just to make sure that they could cover the tracks of what they were doing. But these guys yeah. are pretty sure that what you're looking here is a scheme. This entire <laughs> company is a scheme. Yep. Run up the stock price and then run away with as much money as possible as it collapses around you. And Correct. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Mm-hmm.